When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. The sun's shining here in London, and I start every show talking about the weather because I'm very violently British. Um, spent a little oh. time, spent, <laughs> spent a little time uh, over the past few days just, just in my little in my little cave doing editing in that. Um, so I've, I've not really seen much sunshine, sunshine, so I'm looking forward to having a stroll around later on, maybe pick up some bits and bobs. Wonderful, wonderful. I've been out in the sun. I've been, uh, <laughs> oh. as I mentioned, I got the 6K camera and I finally got some time to use it while I'm here in Yamagata. I'm not actually in my apartment today. I'm in a little hotel room, hunched over yeah. a box of coffee with a nice window view and uh i went out into the sun and i tried to get some footage from the 6k camera uh and so after this i'll be reviewing it and seeing if it's good or not and working out what to do with it but it's very exciting to finally have a camera that's good and in fact pete you are the first person to ever see an abroad japan video in 4k today isn't that right you did you sent me a little sneak preview so um by the time uh, this goes up i mean presumably the video will be up either way um check out the abroad japan channel um because you've got a wonderful wonderful little uh, thing about um bad translation and how to um figure out what's gone wrong in some poor translation uh, something that i can never figure out what's gone wrong and how weird the word order is because because in britain in, in english uh, the word order is completely different to most places in the world uh, and to figure it out it it, it it really demands a lot of your time and a lot of uh, forensic study of, uh, of the sentence in front of you. Uh, and then it only gets more difficult as the, uh, as the sentences get more complicated. Absolutely. Like, um, I mean, for the topic of the video uh, for listeners is, um, uh, what is it, Pete? I've forgotten my own video. It's coming out today. Oh, um, it's, Japan, a new, it's a new one. I, I'm still working out the title, to be honest. I think it's going to be something like <laughs> why translating Japanese is so difficult or something. But um, mm. I went to Ryotaro's restaurant a few weeks ago. He has a restaurant. And Whoa, while I, I was there, that. yeah, it's, it's a little, I'll take you next time you're over. It's a kind of a cafe in the outskirts of Sendai. And it's a really nice traditional yeah. old building. But before I got there, I went on Google to try and find it. And I went on some reviews and the reviews were really weird. Like, <laughs> uh, 
Japanese reviews on Google get automatically translated into English, right? If you're a mm. uh, if you're an English user of Google, and like the first review was, I went to the restaurant and the staff's face was very stylish, and I thought, wow, mm. it's definitely not about Riotere, but that kind of led me. <laughs> down a rabbit hole of Google reviews. And I just, there's just some really weird stuff. Um, for example, in the video, I, the opening minute is just me reading out like 20 bloody reviews. And there's some really crazy ones. Like, uh, I went to the ramen shop and ate puppy ramen for 500 yen on pork bone day. That's one of the ones off the top of my head. And so I kind of reverse engineered it in the video and tried to understand why these English reviews had, um, well, these translations had gone so spectacularly wrong. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting. But the main reason, spoilers, is that um, in Japanese, you don't use the subject, right? You wouldn't say, mm. you don't need to say I or he or she. Mm. You can drop the subject. Um, it's a context-based language. And so what that means is Google, when it's translating Japanese, has to try and decide who the subject is, like who people, uh, who the reviewer is talking about, it has to kind of fill in the gaps with pronouns. And it gets it wrong in a spectacular fashion, um, as you saw in the video. But how was the 4K <laughs> experience, Pete? Did you like it 4K? Was good. I mean, I mean, first things first. I always use the royal we, uh, <laughs> like the Queen. So it, it's it, what's we in? Is it Watashitachi? Um, oh, Watashitachi, is it? Yeah, yeah. Watashitachi. Um, so I'm very much the Watashitachi man of, uh, of Japan. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, you, you gave me like a high, <coughs> full fat high res version of it. And it was very enjoyable to um, see every last pore on your face, sunshine. <laughs> oh, God. You can I, uh, never get spots again. Oh, God. It was quite weird looking back at it. It's only, it's weird when you film on a new camera and then you go back and look at your previous camera in the footage and it just looks yeah. crap. Yeah, well, you've also got a new computer as well with a big screen because you have edited everything on the Bronze Band channel for the last two years on uh, a little a little wee laptop, and now you're on a big screen. You're kind of just you're noticing things. You're noticing more things, aren't you? It's creepy. Like, yeah, I've gone from a 15 inch laptop to a 27 inch iMac. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing, and it can bloody render it now in 4K for the first time ever, which is mm. hugely exciting. So, yeah, without burning but- down. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good though, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So check it out on the Abroad in Japan channel. And also this week, the main reason I'm in Yamagata is it was Natsuki's birthday. He turns 47, 47, I think. Doesn't look it, does it? it? He really doesn't, no. It's all the cigarettes um, (laughs) stopping him from growing (laughs) grey hair. Don't indulge smoking. Don't encourage him, Pete. God, but we did uh, we did a live show and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like he enjoys doing a live show because obviously when we make videos, usually it's just him and I in a field somewhere. And mm. when you do a live show, he's kind of interacting with viewers and he loves it. Um, so yeah, he he enjoys live shows more than real normal videos. I think so. We'll be doing those mm. more often. But it felt good to um, to celebrate his birthday and because yeah. I got his cake from Seven Eleven. I did, they didn't have birthday cakes, so I got like a brownie and a strawberry cake and some other crap, and I just put it all together and made the world's worst cake. But I messed up by buying um, these candles, right? Obviously, you want to put some candles on the cake, celebrate the birthday, have him, have him blow out the candles and whatnot. But the Seven Eleven, the only candles they had were candles of death, candles you light to like signify the passing of a relative that you put on like a oh, shrine. No. And I could, I picked them up without really looking, and I brought them back to his uh, his shop, and we're about to light them, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is these are death candles. We can't use these." And uh, so we didn't use them in the end. Um, we didn't want to have that as an omen at the start of the live no. show. 
You've done you've honest. done this before. You didn't you buy didn't you um go in, didn't you buy a death envelope for somebody like a sorry someone's died envelope for somebody uh back in seven eleven some at some point. I did. <laughs> I, I buy lots of death envelopes and death stationery mm. at seven eleven. I bought um a I had to give like uh, a <laughs> I had to give uh, one of my colleagues at work an envelope with some money in once, and I got like the wrong envelope that was like "Sorry, your family's all dead" or something, and it's <laughs> and it's not even like in a funny, jokey way. Like they take that really seriously in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um, quite su- quite superstitious, quite spiritual. So be aware of that, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Don't buy the death mm. envelope. Don't buy the death candles, and uh, you'll you'll be in a lot better position than I am. In my daily life in Japan. But it's weird. Smashing weird stuff. Part of the smashing. Mm. But uh, a lot of you guys often ask us, a lot of you kind of sending questions asking what it's like coming to Japan with a beard. And I don't have a beard. or I've, I've never had a beard that's good. And no. I think you've got a beard, haven't you, Pete, at the moment? Or is it moustache only? I've got like Exclusive. a little goatee beard. I've got a goatee beard and I've sort of grown up my moustache under lockdown. Um, to such an extent, I can actually twirl it, get a little bit of moustache oh. wax and sort of twirl it into a, a circle. Oh so um, I look like a, an artisanal baker or a hipster um, coffee man. Or Colonel Sanders. Or Colonel Sanders. Look, I, I, I said <laughs> I was I guessing on a mate's um, YouTube channel that basically features old adverts and I was waxing lyrical about how um, Lottie Coolish need, my, need me as a figurehead. Um, and I think I look very caricaturable. You know, you could turn me into a cartoon very, very easily. So, uh, yeah, I, I reckon I could feature in a, in a Japanese advert with a big tash. No, it's good not strength. Good <laughs> no, if you're, I always sort of say if you're eating some food that is easy to draw, you're not eating very good food. <laughs> and if you've got a face <laughs> that is easy to draw, you've not got a very good face. So there you go. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. But we got, an, um, we got a message from Christian from Norway, and he has got a good face, I think. No, he has got a good mm. face. He sent a photo. And yeah. Christian has a beard, and he has shared his story uh, of his trip to Japan and how his beard, well, how his beard kind of impacted his uh, his time in Japan. <laughs> and the message reads, Greetings, Shogun Chris and Lord Peter. Christian from yes. Norway here. Shogun Chris and Lord Peter. Not sure which one I'd rather have. Um, in one of your latest episodes, there was a question about beards and stories of bears. But I digress. And I wanted to share one of my stories with you. I've been to Japan plenty of times now, my first trip being in 2014 with my karate club. For context, I am a I am 183 centimetres, six foot, fairly broad, no pun intended. Um, we were staying in Ikebukuro at the Prince Hotel when I took the elevator down to the lobby to procure some delicious Nihonshu and strong zero for the seven guys travelling together. A small Japanese boy bustled around in the elevator, and when I entered, he ran right into me. First, he bowed out of pure instinct. Then he looked at, me, at what he had run into, and then suddenly upon him came fear shame and the light of his mother's panic he dropped his jaw and gave me the biggest round eyes i've ever seen fascination ruled apprehension and the boy began to make gestures in his face and gestured distinctly beard his his mother hushed and said gomenasai sorry but the kid of perhaps seven years old had a heart filled with curiosity driven courage and came right up to me and pointed to my beard with one hand and gesturing with the other i sat down on my haunches and he touched it gently with a finger when i pulled on it he did the same Fascination was the key word for both of us, and his whole family watched on and smiled at the encounter. The boy almost had his full weight 
on my beard at one point, quite a party trick. When we all exited, there was much bowing and smiling, and the mother insisted on a picture. Keep up the excellent <laughs> podcast, guys. Stay safe. Christian from Norway. Enclosed is a picture of Weird Al Yankovic pulling my shorter beard at a previous time, and he's attached a, a random photo of Weird Al Yankovic just pulling his beard like, like, yeah, like you do. In front of, cool. in front of some stormtroopers and uh, a, Darth, a man in a Darth Vader suit, which is very interesting. I mean, we, what I would say about Weird Al is he's got a great head of hair for an older gentleman, and with with that jawline, you'd probably think he'd probably do a, do a lovely job on a beard as well. I think he'd look pretty good with a beard. I'm just looking at Weird Al Yankovic's long spiral hair and thinking of the kid like dangling <laughs> from it in the elevator. <laughs> yes. That kid really yeah, went to but, town, uh, didn't he? Yeah, Christian from Norway. Good looking chap, great beard. Fantastic work, uh, Christian. But what an adorable uh, little little moment in a lift. You probably wouldn't get away with it nowadays because uh, of the corona and stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that happened, Christian. That's, uh, that, that, that warms my heart on a, on a, on a lovely warm Wednesday morning. It's it's a, it's a heartwarming story. Although, if it wasn't Christian, I think it could have gone spectacularly badly. I know a lot of I've I've got a certain friend who has a beard and he's very grumpy, and I just picture mm. like a Japanese kid like <laughs> grabbing onto his beard and him losing his temper and throwing the kid. But uh, <laughs> never know. If you come to Japan with yeah. a beard, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, um, you will be all right. You'll have kids dangling from it, having a whale of a time. So it's a good people thing. know you've got it with your mask on, I would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people people would not know, because I've got a goatee beard and a moustache. I can't grow anything on the sides, which is annoying. I can't grow sideburns or anything. Aww. I can just grow a, a rather decent tash and a rather decent little chinny beard, um, which is turning whiter by the minute. But, um, yeah, um, they wouldn't know that I even had one with my mask on. And then I reveal, reveal my big beard and moustache combo. <laughs> it's Colonel Sanders in the lift. Mm, yes, exactly, yeah. How would you feel I'd about like a seven-year-old seven, seven boy in an elevator dangling from your face? How would you feel, Pete? It'd be like um, the child catcher, but hair, a huge child <laughs> oh, catcher. <laughs> Off you go. Off you pop. Oh, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got a story this week that will excite you, Pete. I know you love all things monkey-based, anything to do with monkeys. You love it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, correct. So I don't, I don't know how you'll feel about this story, though, because you are a protector of the monkeys, which is a title mm. that uh, that you you've earned upon me by a mayor. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> it's a worthy title. Um, so basically, a lot of monkeys are all fun. Everyone loves monkeys, but when you've got when you're a farmer in rural Japan, along with the bears, you've got to worry about monkeys coming down and ripping your crops to shreds, right? Mm. And in a village in Fukui which is kind of uh, the other side of the Japanese Alps, opposed to Tokyo. It's kind of near Kanazawa, beautiful area. Um, cycled through it just before I met with you, actually, on Journey Across Japan. But um, mm. lots of farmers, lots of crops. Um, and one farm in particular was f- found itself being attacked by monkeys who were stealing the crops and terrorizing the farm. And three elderly women... Uh, have have purchased some BB guns and taken it upon themselves as the monkey busters to protect the farm and uh, shoot back at any of the monkeys that attack their farms in a non-lethal manner, I like to think. Although there's a rather fantastic photo going around with these articles of these women and they're all holding like various guns. And they look I thought they were real guns at first. One of them's an M16, one of them's a 9mm yeah. pistol and the other one's got like a shotgun. Um, what do you think about this, Pete? Is this a well, good they, idea? They do, 
Japan do a lovely line in uh, very realistic-looking um, air guns. You see them in mm. every kind of hard-off or second-hand shop. Um, every pawn shop's got uh, got s- some really specific um, technical-looking uh, guns. Uh, they look very menacing. There's no like you know, there's no bright orange here to indicate that it's just a starting gun or a or, yeah. a, or an air pistol. I, I went to a bar once where it was um, you could just drink a drink a drink, and uh, you can shoot a few um, air you know air M- m16s and stuff mm-hmm. and uh i wasn't very good at it because i've never really shot a gun uh to to any great extent but uh yeah it was uh it was a fascinating evening where i was just f- firing off these round <laughs> and drinking was it an loads actual of m16 beer. or was it airbnb Airbnb. It was Airbnb. I don't think you're allowed to shoot actual guns in 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 Japan, but uh, you know it was a, it was an airsoft version of that. But uh, yeah, they look really menacing. They look pretty cool. They look a bit like those you know those disgruntled um, uh, people from that really posh uh, area of oh it wasn't Charlottesville, was it? And there were those two guys, those two gun toting um, uh, mom and pop uh, guys who were on their doorstep um, pointing their guns at protesters. Um, oh yeah. And and didn't get into trouble inexplicably over in America a little while ago. Uh, they look a little bit like that, but they look like completely badass Charlie's Angels, but in sun hats. <laughs> in sun hats, yeah, they've got the sun hats. Yeah. Got some nice, uh, some nice dresses going on there. Um, to quote them, they said, "We won't let those monkeys damage our precious vegetables grown by the villagers." Uh, and apparently, sometimes they're even backed by angry villagers with firecrackers going to the next oh, wow. level. <laughs> Airsoft and crackers. This is why it is a war. Don't go down that town dressed as a monkey anytime no. soon. Could be awkward no. and painful. Don't go down Halloween. <laughs> Don't go down Halloween. I I'd love to go down there and make a video though. Film their story. Mm. Go and find out what's going oh, on. Definitely. I'm not sure how well that would go down though. Like just some. It's all fun and games, but the the idea of a monkey being shot by an airsoft gun is pretty sinister when you think about it. It's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, so how I feel about that? Yeah, they're just scaring them off. It doesn't say that they, it doesn't say that they're a professional um, uh, marksman, markswomen. So I, I think they're probably just scaring them off. <laughs> yeah, we'll make that assumption. But it's, but to see to see an older woman come out of a house and just fire a um, a magnum into the into the forest is a bit disconcerting. <laughs> I just love the title, Monkey Busters. Mm. You're gonna call Monkey Busters, <laughs> Monkey Scarers. Yeah. I I recommend uh, to you listening, ladies and gentlemen, to go and type in Monkey Busters Japan into Google and see the photo for yourselves. It is spectacular, um, and it's a nice a nice story. Um, not so nice story this week, though. Japan's ninja museum got robbed by thieves in the middle of the night. A ninja museum. Can you believe oh, it? No. The ninjas got robbed by some rascals in the town of Iga Town in Mie Prefecture, the birthplace of ninja tradition popular tourists, there's a museum called the Igoriyu Ninja Museum. And I've never actually been there. I've, I don't know if you've been, Pete, because you love ninjas and all things ninja-based, don't you? Am I making that up? Have I made that up? I like, I like the, um, I like the, nin- I, 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 I was partial to a bit of a ninja back in the day when I was a kid. Um, I like the video games, Shinobi. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shinobi. I, mm. um, yeah, I've, I, I kind of like the idea of ninjas. There's something cool about it, but... Every time I've gone to like a samurai or ninja event in Japan, it's always been a bit of a letdown, right? It's never mm. quite as cool as you think. But uh, I, I was actually invited down to this area, I think, to do a video on ninjas, but I declined. And now I feel a sense of guilt because they, they've got burgled. They lost uh, $10,000. Their safe got broken into in the ninja museum. And 
100, 150 kilograms safe was whisked off in the back of a van at 5.30 on the morning last Sunday. And uh, it's quite sad because the Ninja Museum has been pretty heavily hit by, like a lot of places in rural Japan, um, no tourists at the moment. So it's kind of yeah. the worst possible timing. But the reason they broke into the safe now is it's the end of Obon Festival, right? The um, the festival to celebrate the, the dead. And uh, so probably doing a little bit better than usual. That's why they're breaking into the safe now. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's a shame, isn't it? Poor old Ninja Museum. It is. Hopefully they get back. It is. Exact a, revenge. And especially and especially because like the Ninja and Shinobi, uh, they um, Shinobi rather, uh, they um, they're obviously like spies, and they're supposed to be like secure and you know light on their feet. But it looks like they were they got out ninjured by some ninjas. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. But, it is. Uh, hopefully they'll find the culprits and exact Ninja revenge, whatever that looks like. Mm. I uh, I must admit I do quite want to throw uh, do want to throw a shuri is it shuri ken you know the um, shuri ken yeah I yeah. I bought one of them at a uh, at a Japanese um, a Japanese shop <laughs> so I've got what? one in my back in one in an old suitcase in, in in the garage I've got I've got an old ninja star uh, it's probably one day I start throwing it around when I finally have exact my revenge on the world <laughs> the ninja is star it, man is actually like dangerous is it really sharp. And lethal. It does, yeah. It does feel very sharp. It's like a kind of. It looks like it Bloody feels hell. like it's made of like slate, but it's actually made of like a an iron. I want to say like some kind of some kind of very heavy metal. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, it's a lovely. Bit. I mean, I'm not interested in swords or anything like that. But I was like, I've got to have an ninja star. It's what every every kid bought in the eighties um, when they went on their school trips. But I never bought one because I was a good boy. <laughs> but now I'm a bad boy. <laughs> let, let it be known if you break into Pete Donaldson's house, things mm. won't go so smoothly. Get Shuri yeah, right. in the face. God, right. um, and though I haven't, uh, I don't know the details, but uh, Shinzo Abe seems to be going to the hospital a lot recently. Um, the Prime Minister oh. of Japan, there's talk of whether he's ill or something got something seriously wrong. I, for what I understand, in 2007, when he was previously Prime Minister, he stepped down due to some uh, stomach issues, I think diverticulitis, something quite serious. Right. And uh, currently he keeps going to hospital, second hospital visit in eight days this week and there's talk of him potentially stepping down so that's something to keep an eye out for um quite a polarizing figure old shinzo abe he's been in power now for a long time i think he's the longest serving japanese prime minister um he's been around pretty much my entire time that i've been in japan now and whether you like him or not hopefully he uh, he gets better hopefully he doesn't uh, nothing bad happens well, you don't that. want at, at this at this time in the at this time of the uh, of the year, uh, especially in the middle of a coronavirus epidemic, you do not need political instability, especially with no. everything that's kicking off in China and Korea and places like that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Well, did you see the? Um, did you see they put that? Did it, did it, did we talk about that um, comfort women uh, statue in Korea? I can't remember. Really talk uh, about that. I don't know. There's a lot of comfort statues <laughs> yeah, going so on, isn't there? So there's yeah. So 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 the comfort women of of, of the war, um, World War Two, um, uh, in women who were enforced into uh, prostitution to uh, mm, uh, mm. serve the the Japanese uh, soldiers, um, and the big bone of contention for like the best part of half a century, if not more, um, about uh, the role that. Uh, Japan played systemically in in in, mm. in um, the rape of women, effectively, and um, and and obviously this is a big this is a big issue that, that the Japan and Shinzo Abe do not want to really sort of uh, deal with, uh, and the Koreans are obviously um, a little bit 
well very annoyed it's it's a real kind mm. of um it's a real big subject in 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 korean uh, and japanese relations especially because they should really be banding together against you know Absolutely. the north koreans or, or or the um xi jinping in china as well and, and his influence in the region um but they they're, they're not friends at the moment and uh, one of the situation one of the um problems they have is 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 this um complete lack of japan's um uh their reluctance to admit that their their role in, in that particular um, uh, devastatingly awful uh, bit of history, um, but the the most recent um, statue that they made, um, some Korean artist um, had a, had a had a model of a, a woman. And in front of it, um, Shinzo Abe, or someone who looks oh, very yeah. like Shinzo Abe, kneeling down uh, in 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 reverent bow uh, to this this woman, and uh, obviously the, the Japanese are not best pleased uh, with it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one pans out. But uh, yeah, mm. fair play. I, I think I, I think that's how uh, statues should be used in uh, 2020. It should be a it should be a uh, a thing that holds governments to account, etc. I think the problem is um, Japan has apologised at various points throughout time, um, maybe in ways that weren't as sincere as they should have been. But when Shinzo Abe came into power, he actually kind of stepped back on a lot of the issues and sort of undid a lot of the work that previous prime ministers had done. And that is the problem. Um, he's very much unrepentant, right? It's kind of, he's kind of uh, undone a lot of that good work. So that's why he's not particularly beloved outside of japan um certainly in, in korea uh, south korea he's 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 pretty hated for that reason and he goes to the yaskuni shrine regularly and um which is a shrine that uh, celebrates war criminals and whatnot so yes he's a bit of a, a dicey figure uh, he's not particularly popular in japan or overseas even yeah. though he's the longest he's, serving prime minister, impressive, isn't it? Yeah, he's certainly very, um, he's certainly very um, hawkish. Let's say his uh, mm. his government is is, is rather right wing. <laughs> Get the monkey busters out, sort them out. Get the monkey <laughs> busters out; they'll sort it out. Get those airsoft guns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Football's back and we are here to laugh about it. Hellenius in the League Cup, he was trying to like defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but Hellenius got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's players losing their pants or managers losing their shit. And I thought about that when, uh, when you could just hear Morty <laughs> shouting at Pablo Fornell. And then he just loses all, yeah. all sense of himself at the end when, he, when Fornell blazes it over. And he's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. <laughs> the Football Rambler here every day with new episodes covering the lighter side of football. I walk past a trophy shop at the weekend and say, we're only allowing one person in at a time. Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, but no one, there's nothing happening. Also, oh, oh, it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He went through it, and all you hear is, Shoot, Pablo! Yeah. Shoot! Yeah. <laughs> finish! Finish! Oh, finish. <laughs> Pablo! This was a Stakhanov production. Right, we turn our attention now to the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We have a message from Nick and Jen. Lovely to have you along, Nick and Jen. Hello, Chris and Pete. I've been recently, uh, I've recently started listening to your podcast and I love them. I was in Japan, I was in Japan last January and had a fantastic time. I recently listened to one of your podcasts about arm wrestling and I have my own story about this. My wife and I were in a bar in Akihabara uh, where you pay by the hour for all you can drink. No me hodai. Um, uh, we were about three hours in and having a blast as we were the only foreigners in this particular bar. The locals and bartenders seemed to be enjoying chatting with us and practicing English. One particular businessman kept coming over some, for some chats and uh, gave me three of his business cards. The last time he came over, he suggested we arm wrestle and the winner pays the bill. <laughs> I initially declined, but this man insisted, so I agreed, and I managed to win. The man, true to his word, paid for our bill uh, for the three hours, said, go Canada, and proceeded to chug my drink, and off he went. <laughs> it made for a good laugh, and I was not upset at all as it was free. Keep up the excellent work, you two. We look forward to the two podcasts every week. Hopefully, we can come back next April. <laughs> I like the um, losing a uh, an arm wrestling match, chugging someone's beer, and then just fucking off. Very enjoyable. Nick and Jen, great work. Go Canada. I love that. Cheeky devil. <laughs> we, we talked about this before, the old, uh, the old arm wrestling. It's a big thing in Japan. Um, I, mm. Every time I walk into a bar, I have to end up arm wrestling someone. Have you ever done it? Have you ever found yourself arm wrestling anyone no, at a bar? I don't, because I've, I don't think so. No, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I would probably be terrible at it, I imagine. A terrible idea for, for me because it's not just about the arms. It's about the, it's about the, it's about the torso. I've not got a very good true. torso. <laughs> I, not very good. I've got a strong core. I was looking at the video from uh, Osaka, Ooh. and uh, in the video game bar, when I beat you at Bomberman, the highlight of Journey Across Japan, your arm looks pretty substantial. I, your arm is huge. Oh. I was like, what, what has Pete been doing? That was two years ago. I was trying to... <laughs> what, <laughs> what past Pete did Pete been doing? And also it was two years ago. Uh, I, I, was just, I was just concentrating so hard on Bomberman that my arms started pulsating. <laughs> <laughs> naturally but they have it ladies and gentlemen next time you come to Japan get your arms ready because you will be arm wrestling someone in a bar somewhere and they will be stealing your drink and disappearing into the 
streets of Akihabara. Um, we've got one here from Alicia and Corey from the USA. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. I love the podcast and the YouTube channel. I thought you might find this story funny. My husband and I took our first trip to Japan in October of last year. Um, I speak only kindergarten level Japanese and my husband speaks only a couple of words. We wanted to spend most of the time in the Japanese countryside. So we booked an Airbnb in Akyu Springs outside of Sendai. The host um, of the Airbnb, Airbnb spoke English and told us, to take the bus from the train station to the Airbnb. Easier said than done, as the internet was spotty and we couldn't read a lot of the kanji on the bus schedule once we got off the train. A very nice man saw two confused-looking Americans and insisted he wanted to give us a ride to our destination, despite it being 20 miles away. He's that's crazy. I've never had this happen in all my years being here. It's always someone else. Um, he spoke pretty good English and grabbed our bags, putting them in his car. I told him our destination. He said he knew where it was. On the way, he kept stopping and looking at his phone for directions. Oh, God. And we turned around several times. Then he said, I want to show you my house. This, <laughs> this is when my husband and I thought we had definitely made a mistake and would be murdered in our queue with no one the wiser. He pulled into his driveway and I was wondering where we could run. Then he simply said, this is it. Probably, possibly sensing <laughs> our hesitation or fear, he quickly backed out of the driveway and took us another 10 minutes up the road to the Airbnb. We thanked him and offered to pay for his gas. He politely refused and drove away. When I told the host what happened, he said, this was normal in Japan. Um, although in America, this is what we tell our children to never do, a.k.a. Mm. get in a car with a stranger. My family all, all laughed nervously when we told them the story. Is this typical in your experience? Thank you for the great stories and advice. Cheers, Alicia and Corey from the USA. I mean, we've had quite a few stories over the years um, of our listeners who have got in a car with a stranger and been driven through Kyushu or Shikoku, right? But I've never done it, to my knowledge or memory. I don't think I've ever done it. Have you done anything like that, Pete, in your time in Japan? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm very much a, if I don't have my mobile phone with me, I am lost. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I make sure that uh, I'm batteried up to the nines, quite frankly. But yeah, you do, you do, we do get a lot of those stories where people just go above and beyond, you know, taking up half the day of their own day to uh, take somebody to, to, to where they need to be. And they're, they're, mm. they're just really, really friendly, certainly out in the sticks. Yeah, I mean, we had a story uh, about a month or two back, didn't we, where one of our listeners was walking around a street and a guy just went, come in my house, and took him into his garage and did karaoke for like two hours. One of the best stories <laughs> we've ever had, I think. So <laughs> strangers are kind Brilliant. in Japan. They are kind. Mm. And uh, I've yet to, to have not. anyone drive me anywhere, though. <laughs> Never know no, your luck. Let's just do, let's know. do some. Um, do you, is there? Is there I, I think we've probably spoken about this before, but is there a, a culture of uh, of you know stand at the side of the road and hitchhiking? I I, I mean I've know quite a few people that have done it. My friend uh, Regan tried to do it once. I think he stood at the the side of a highway in Nagoya for like a day and nobody stopped. But uh, the trick, <laughs> from what I understand, the trick is to stand at a service station and hold a sign right. and hopefully eventually a lorry driver or a nice family will pick you up. Um, but I've, I've had quite a lot of people do it. It's just not my kind of thing. I just I just mm. imagine hitchhiking I don't like to, to be in position. awkward. Well, yeah, exactly. You feel like a burden, yeah. right? You just feel awkward, mm. I think. Mm. But, uh, but no, I'll give it a try. And if any of you guys listening have ever done hitchhiking in Japan, I'd be keen to hear some stories on the subject, to be honest. Um, but well done, Alicia and Corey. And I'm glad you arrived at your destination intact. And uh, hmm. I wonder if that was the guy's house, given that he seemed to not know where he was going 
And do you reckon <laughs> yeah, you just turned up and was like, know. this is my house. Random house. <laughs> That's why I didn't get in the house. You went, it's a house. It's a Uchi. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Very stuff. enjoyable. Um, we got uh, a final message. It comes from Katie. Uh, the lesser spotted Katie spelt with a C. Fantastic. Mm. Um, dear Chris and Pete, um, uh, which is spelt with a K, um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the podcast and the YouTube channel as well. My partner and I visited Japan from Toronto in August of 2019 and we had a fun encounter I thought I'd share with you all. Um, we were in the Omiyo de Yokocho uh, scavenging for dinner and found ourselves in a tiny place with about 12 chairs and a single bar. Um, up to that point, we'd been able to order by pointing at menus hovering our translation app over ramen machines etc however at this spot there were vague photos of the food along at the top of the wall with no text whatsoever yes we ordered beers since we learned that useful phrase uh, immediately upon landing uh, and then sat confused about what to order four drunk men in their late 20s were sitting next to us and i could sense their growing interest in our plate finally the man closest to us started gesturing wildly to his plates and asked us to try his food he then ordered us the same dishes it was delicious and so kind we spoke through gestures and typing through google translate for the remainder of the night. One of the men revealed that he was a pantomime, uh, or certainly somebody who worked in, in, in pantomime, um, and he had a suitcase of props, costumes, etc. He offered me a yukata, uh, but one of his friends got offended because it was a men's yukata. Um, they made my partner try it on and asked him to keep it. All of a sudden, pantomime started yelling in English, now the magic happens! At midnight! Magic! <laughs> and all of a sudden, they disappeared into the night. My partner hasn't won the, won the uh, yukata yet, uh, but I hope that when he does <laughs> break it out those four magic men will be conjured to the streets of toronto for more tomfoolery now the magic happens at midnight magic good old panto man very enjoyable what is going on there <laughs> that is the best story yes. i've heard from um Yokcho. it means uh, memory alley and it's uh you right. might have been there Pete, without knowing it it's down the west exit of shinjuku station there's like a maze of alleyways and little restaurants mm, and bars rings it's pretty bell. cool Rings Very cool. Yeah, rings a bell. And <laughs> everyone always films down there. I've been down there a few times, but uh, now you know. If you go down there, you can meet Panto Man, get a free Yukata. <laughs> I love that guy. What a legend <laughs> to hand over, like a, a, mm. a Yukata. That's, that's, that's quite Usually. impressive, unless it's a cheap one. <laughs> Hugely. <laughs> Probably like $20. Lovely yeah, stuff. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Keep mm. the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days to do it all over again, folks. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you on Sunday. Have a good one. Peace out. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.